0: Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Melody. I'm your co-host, Holly. And I'm your co-host, Jennifer. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can use field trips in your homeschool. But first, how's everyone been since the last time we were all
1: together? It's been quite a while. I'm so happy we're all together today. Um, I am so excited. Today's the 12th day of Christmas for people who celebrate. And it's been fun to reflect on my Christmas gifts. And my husband blew it out of the water this year. Like we always joke around that somebody won Christmas who gave a gift to me that made me cry. And my Aww. husband gave a gift to me that made me cry. I don't think our listeners know this, but my um, my handle on almost everything I do is Holy Holly, W-H-O-L-L-Y-H-O-L-L-Y. It's my email address. It's anytime I have to have an online persona or username, that's my thing. So for years and years, I've wanted to have the domain name holyholly.com, but somebody had it. And I would mm-hmm. periodically go and look at it. And then I noticed that they weren't using it. So then there's this period of time where they have, you know, like they could renew it, but not use it. So it's been years and years and years. And for Christmas, my husband gave me that domain. That's so Uh, awesome. I think that's exciting. (laughs) I'm so excited about it because I have wanted to have a website for years that kind of like I can't just pick something. You know, some people have like a website and it's devoted to just X, but Mm -hmm. I'm not a just X person. So I'm really excited to be able to work on this website and create something that I hope can help people in a lot of different areas. So, yeah, that's what that's what's been going on with me. And crazy cat lady stuff. Update.
2: <laughs> so lady.
1: <laughs> so the two cats that we adopted, I applied to get them spayed through a community program and their um, operations are going to be done for free. Oh, nice. I'm so thankful. That's great. So um, after we get them situated, then I'm going to work on the uh, community cats that are hanging around. And there's a program to get them all fixed, too, so... They can, we can just get that population static.
0: Oh, that's great. That'll yeah, be so
1: Yeah. Then you can be
0: a, a cat lady and not a crazy cat lady. <laughs> right. For a sure. caring
3: cat lady. Yeah.
0: yeah caring. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, um, so
3: Jen, what about you? What have you been up well, to? getting through the holidays. It was good. You know, as our first grandchild's first holiday season so that was kind of exciting doing all of that stuff and then we throw a huge new year's eve party every year this is the seventh year i think yeah seventh year of it uh and it's a murder mystery party and we do it's it with so friends fun and post about that. <laughs> it's so much fun. But we plan for it like six months ahead. It involves costumes and parts and roles and characters and there's all kinds of stuff in it. So it's a huge, huge party and lots of moving parts and there's a lot of build up to it. So we had our party. It was wonderful. It all went really well. I think it was the best one yet. It was wow. so fun. So now I'm still recovering. You know, I'm sure you guys I'm sure you <laughs> mm-hmm. guys are recovering from all the holidays too. But I just we took took our tree down finally today so we've had kind of a slow week but it's Mm. been
1: good (laughs) what about you melody yesterday (laughs) yeah
0: oh well my tree is still up because while we had a great Christmas with family and everything like that uh, most of the month of December my husband was in the hospital yeah and so we didn't get to enjoy all of our Christmas decor so we're just leaving it up till this weekend and then we'll Mm. probably take it down and then uh my Kids were here today, we're kind of gearing up again to finish all the things that didn't get finished on the house because we had to just suddenly move in. So they were here. All my doors are painted. I'm so excited to wow. have the first coat of paint. And the difference nice. is huge because, you know, we had some like cut in paint we around doorknobs and things so mm-hmm. they could go ahead and do those installations, but the rest of the door wasn't painted. So it's just something about the whole thing being the same color. It's really yeah. pleasing. <laughs> so, what a nice way to yeah. start the new year. Is. Oh, is I'm really excited everybody like my husband's much better and uh December was rough I now have a new dislike for recliners if you're trying to sleep in one <laughs> so oh gosh you know they don't fold some of them fold flat some of them don't every time uh-huh. I'm shift positions the thing would fold up on me and it was <laughs> oh my gosh not fun so um we're ready for a new year <laughs> Well, let's get into our topic today. We're going to talk about field trips. Like, what are field trips, and why do you want to do them, and what are they benefits, and a little bit about how we've incorporated them into our homeschool. So, who would like to talk briefly and just introduce what what is a field trip? When we say let's take a field trip, what do y'all think of?
3: For me, it's just, it's so broad. For for me, it's anytime we leave the house that has some educational aspect to it. So it can be very small, like we've done grocery store field trips where the kids go and have to find certain things or do math at the store and things like that. We do hiking field trips where we are out in nature and collecting nature or identifying plants and things. But we also do big, bigger field trips and things like museums and stuff. But we do also, my family goes on long trips that are field trips. So to me, anytime you're leaving the house and it's educational, that's a field trip.
1: Oh, I love that that definition. Would you say that a field trip has to have a purpose then? It's not just like, you know, we might go to the park. That's not really a field trip. But if we go for the purpose of hiking and maybe examining or learning about the natural flora and fauna, that would be a field trip.
3: Yeah, I would say that. But to me, the purpose is just general that it's generally that it's educational. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like park days, I don't consider educational. They're more just, just for fun and social. Yeah. And social. But there have been park days that I would consider an educational outing too, where we've added things to a park day that we've gone to. So it's pretty loose to me. I know that some people think of field trips as more as a very specific thing that you do. What about you, Holly? What would you? say as a field. Yeah, trip.
1: so I think when I view something as a field trip, it's got I already know in my mind that we are going to do specific things or we're looking for specific things or we're performing specific activities. But I will say that sometimes something that's pretty innocuous. Like I take my son with me to a neighboring town because my dog gets groomed there. So sometimes if if the day is nice, I'm like, I don't want to go there and then drive home and then go back. We'll just stay. And one time when we did that, we went into a park, but we discovered that it had some historical markers Mm -hmm. and that it actually combined with a study we were doing of that time period. And there was another historical marker in our town that was part of it. So it kind of turned into an inadvertent field trip.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: I didn't plan for it that way. It was really serendipitous. But usually for me, a field trip is something I've planned ahead for. And I know... Like what we're going to do, or I have prepped for it ahead of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that makes a good distinction because when you're living a learning lifestyle, it seemed like to me almost anywhere we went, we've discovered something new, or we, yeah. there was probably some educational aspect of the trip. But I think those are good points. Like if it has a purpose or some specific seeing you're going to that place for, like, your destination, we're going there to learn something about this Mm -hmm. place, or you've planned ahead, and I suppose that could narrow it down a little bit, but we've had planned and unplanned field trips ourselves. (laughs) You know, one time we took a huge trip to San Antonio to look at all the missions of Texas. It went along with a historical time period we Mm -hmm. were studying, and that was kind of the purpose of the trip. But then there have been other times when we just... You know, found something along the way. Well, learning is fun. And we just found out Mm -hmm. something about a place and we went with it. Or most of the time, though, I think, like in the beginning, we think field trip, going to the museum or to the art gallery or sort of have a little bit more narrow definition. But as you go along, it just gets, you know, broader and broader. Some of the trips that we take are things that we're going to do anyway. Like you mentioned, going to the grocery store. Do you incorporate the field trip aspects just on purpose for a specific trip or do you just work those in anytime you're there?
3: For me, I think it's both. I mean, for specifically like for the uh, grocery store. I mean, my kids are learning anyways when we go to the store because I have them, you know, help me. They help with all aspects of everything, so they're learning. But as far as it being more of an educational trip, we have had planned times where we've gone to the grocery store for one of our math classes, and they had, you know, actual like worksheets that they had to find things in the store and you know compare prices and things like that. So that was a planned outing where we went there specifically to do a math class as a field trip so for me it's both um like you said often we find ourselves out places and suddenly that becomes the field trip that was not planned either because we're learning what's around us all the time
1: yeah I think that for the purposes of thinking about things this field trip they're usually things that we've kind of decided we're going to do right, and they may or may not have a cost um, a lot of times, like we, we've been going on one that's at the Meadows Center in San Marcos and there's a lot of educational things that they have set up, the last one we went to was about weather and the kids got to observe a weather station they, they learned all about um, different aspects of things that had to do with weather which we're not really studying right now but we have studied it in the past so it was nice to tie some concrete mm-hmm. things to stuff that we've done um, they have a different topic each month and we had to pay for it so i'm like we are going right. to go on this. <laughs> um, we have a purpose we're going to get up that day we know we have this field trip it's it's planned for Right. So I think that solidified the idea of a field trip. It's something you plan for. If something mm-hmm. comes up and you can turn it into an educational thing, I mean, everything has an aspect of yeah. education. But, you know, like that thing when I went to the park and I was like, oh, yeah. we're studying, you know, the 1800s pioneer times and this thing, these all go together. I kind of turned it into an, an inadvertent field trip, right. but I had planned for it. Right. And I think field trips generally are something you plan
3: yeah, I agree. And I, although for my family, we like comparing, you know, a field trip versus going on a vacation. To me, over time, they've all become one thing to me. Because now, when we are planning a vacation, mm-hmm. for example, There's last always year, always something. Right. Last year, we went to the Grand Canyon with a group of friends, and it was a it was a vacation. It was a it was a fun trip. But because we knew where we were going and who we were going with, we. Did look into ahead of time. What are the educational things we can do while we're there? What can we learn while we're there? And so those were Hashtag part of the plan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like,
1: I can't just uh-huh. do something without. I I remember one time we went to the beach, and I mm-hmm. had learned that in sand is often um, iron. Mm-hmm. So I took a magnet with us to the beach. Yeah. I had my kids, you know, go through the sand with the magnet to see if they could find any iron in it, which we did. And that was pretty interesting. So I was like, well, we can't just have fun without You know, the learning is fun. It is. Right. We've
3: added field trip days to vacations. So one time when we were down Mm -hmm. at the coast on a, just a camping beach trip where it really was just hanging out at the beach. One of the days that we were there, we took a day off from the beach and took a field trip into town to an animal rescue center. So I try to look for opportunities like that when we're out at new places too.
1: Yeah, I well, do the same. We like to go to Kerrville and stay at a Campgrounds of America camping area. And so when we, whenever we're going to go somewhere, I always look to see, oh, like what kind of museums or what kind of activities are there? And we went to the Museum of Western Art. And I, I thought to myself, well, I'm not really particularly into Western things, but it was great. We uh-huh. had a really great time so many interesting displays. There was a, a whole um, thing of Native American beadwork. There was a covered wagon, life-size covered wagon. We were reading Little House on the Prairie at the time, and you could dress up in the period clothes, and <laughs> it was great. So fun. Yeah, so so just like you, Jen, I do think, oh, well, we're going to be in this area. What can we right. do? <laughs> What's around that, you know? And now I'm like, I want to go back to see that museum again. They have mm-hmm. really interesting stuff. I mean, vacations are great opportunities to have, add field trips.
0: I think so. And I think that's one of the important reasons why we do field trips is because we discover things like you did with the Western Museum. Things about your area or an aspect or category of things that you're not interested in. But you go on a field trip and you, it just opens up a world of right. information you didn't even know you weren't interested in. Mm-hmm. So that is one really important reason for field trips. Can you think of some others we can share?
1: I think one of the most important things about field trips is uh what you kind of just mentioned where you might not be particularly interested in something but it opens your eyes to another world and mm-hmm. I think we all need that exposure otherwise we get very um you know stuck in our own viewpoints we get stuck in our own our own rut and I yeah. think that you know field trips help to open up the world and give us yeah. a lot more to consider and a lot more just richness of life.
3: Yeah, I love that. I also think if you're using field trips to, um, in addition to your homeschooling, like if you're using subjects and adding field trips to the subjects you're studying, it has such a huge impact on the students and and on yourself, actually, because you're learning it too. But to be able to go and see what you're talking about or oh. be in the place where the people were that you're learning about is so impactful and i my experience is, you know i have eight kids they all have different learning styles but those types of trips where we make connections to what we've been reading or watching or learning about at home they impact them so much more than anything else i do
1: sitting at home and and
3: for all of my different learning styles they, they all uh, really value it
1: yeah well there are studies that show that the more of our senses that are involved in something the- the more we remember it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and, and then you layer that into um, someone's learning style. So for some people reading about something, they'll remember, you know, some percentage of it. But right. if they read about it and then they write a paper, they'll remember more. If they read it mm-hmm. and write it and they view a video or, you mm-hmm. know, but the more you can layer the sensory impact, the more right. it will stay with them. Right. I've also oh, found that like
3: talking to other people. So, you know, I can teach my children something about history and read the books and watch videos. But when we go to a museum or something where there's other knowledgeable people talking to them about the same subjects, they take it in so much more. They do.
0: Yeah, and those other they... people add different information. Yes. Right.
1: They, do. they get toned up from hearing us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Well, we've had some really
0: fun experiences, even if it was going to a museum like the Whitty Museum in San Antonio and they had a big display about robotics. A couple of my kids spent hours in that section it just mm-hmm. suddenly they got so interested because they had we had the luxury of time we yeah. weren't on anybody's schedule like okay 30 minutes will sleep I mean we were there for a long time but they also had a display with like pulleys and gears and so we had done a study of simple machines but being able to set your brother in this chair and then, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) pulling him up way high. It was, everything made so much more sense. And I think there was an Archimedes screw, and they could actually see the water flowing up the hill with the thing, with the the mechanism, all of those things. Like we weren't studying it right that minute, but it was ideas or concepts that we had touched on over the years. And um, we got so much out of that trip on top of the goose that wanted to chase my husband. (laughs) (laughs) in the parking lot like wow that that goose was so used to people feeding it it was mad if we ran out of bread so anyway there are so many so many good reasons some you expect and then some that are just nice surprises I I think but, uh,
3: another good reason to add field trips into your homeschooling is because you do need to get out of the house once in a while. Like, oh, yeah, I yeah. think some people are very stuck in their schedule of, you know, of their schooling schedule. And I've had friends tell me, like, well, I can't do that because we have to do math between, you know, two and four and I can't go do that. <laughs> Um, oh,
2: that is sad. I, it,
3: <laughs> I do think that people sometimes need to let go a little bit of, of that type of schedule and make sure you are getting out of your house, you know, once a week and maybe it's park day or something simple or just to walk around the neighborhood, but field trips are a great way for you to just get out and out of your comfort zone a little bit. And like you said, expose yourself and your kids to new ideas and new places and not just be at home doing schoolwork. <sighs>
1: Yeah, all work and no play makes everyone very dull. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, field trips can really liven up your school. Yeah. Um, I know, and I don't expect to do a lot of school on the days we have a field trip. So if I'm concerned about, you know, keeping up with something, I'll try to do a little more the day before and a little more the day after. But the field trip is the thing. It's really hard to come back from a fun field trip and say, "Well, now we're going to sit down and right. do our math." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so.
3: No. so you need to recognize that what you're out doing has educational value and right. and note that, "Hey, they did learn some math today while we were doing this," mm-hmm. or, you know, just right. notice those instances.
0: And you don't yeah. have to fill out a worksheet or a thing for everything you do. Sometimes we did, like we would come home, they would collect the brochures or whatever, or if it was something we were studying, maybe they had a report to write or some kind of a presentation Mm -hmm. to share what they saw there. But sometimes the field trip is fun and that you're learning and it's for fun and you don't have to come home and write a report about it.
3: No, well, and that, sometimes yeah. if you give them the free time after you get home, they'll continue to learn, like you were saying yes, with the they robotics. Do.
1: They'll come home and play what they were mm-hmm. doing at the museum. Right. There's no quicker way to suck the joy out of something than be like, well, let's go home and fill out a worksheet. <laughs> 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 no. no. But there are some <laughs> interactive museums
0: where you've got like a scavenger hunt that you're yeah. doing at the museum. Those are way fun. And yeah, those are great. And we've done those are things great. like that. Just like, you know, pay attention a little and retain some of this information. <laughs> but most of the time, we just had such a good time. And then also, they they remember yeah. the things that they've learned and seen. And it just adds it later on, years later, you might be reading a book about something and suddenly remember, oh, we saw right. that down at the Corpus Christi, you know, at the State Aquarium and one of our
3: particularly long field trips. That was a whole month long trip. And we had
0: a whole lot of kids.
3: And so one of the things we did at the end of the day every day was record video and go around and ask everybody, tell me one thing you learned today. And there were like forty of us on this trip. So <laughs> it was a lot of people um, Yeah, but but everybody had one thing they learned and they would tell us and it really was helpful tiny little segment of just saying something out loud that you remembered from the day uh, it was so helpful later on remembering what we all the amazing things we saw and did. So that's a useful little thing to yes. do for field trips.
1: What a great memento from your trip, too. Yeah. We used to belong to a field trip co-op, and we one time we went to the Bluebell Ice Cream Factory in Brenham, Texas, and so my kids really liked that because they got to eat ice cream, and it was fun. I I find it fascinating to see how factories work to create Mm -hmm. products. I'm just really amazed by that. We had a good time with that field trip, and right now I'm really enjoying the ones we're taking to the Meadow Center because... At some point during each of the field trips, we get to ride the glass bottom boat. And it's been really interesting because we're able to see the differences in the flora and fauna from one month to the next. That's really cool. cool. Yeah. How like the springs are bubbling more or less because of certain reasons or which animals we can see or um, what's blooming. That to me has been really interesting. I think my son really just likes to ride the glass bottom boat. It is pretty cool. We've been there, but I love that place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and you know, like the cost of the field trip covers that. And like if we were just gonna go ride the boat, I think it would be more expensive. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, if that's the most he gets out of it. Plus, we get to see some homeschool friends that we don't see all the time yeah. because we're in different cities and we're all doing different things. But we get to see them, you know, at that field trip. And that's another thing that's nice about field trips is it helps build camaraderie between the students and the parents. Mm-hmm. And it's nice yeah, to... really. Yeah, to to see some an, another adult and and chat a little bit about oh, how school been going and the kids feel like oh yeah you know we're nowhere. they like to have that that group experience even though they're homeschooled mm-hmm, so I think right. that's valuable too learning how to well it is I know my for my kids like their cousins would go on a
0: field trip and so they had had the same experience and they didn't feel left out so to speak mm-hmm. but. You know, we had that, we went to a bakery and that was fun because we got to walk through, again, that whole assembly line. Here's all this bread and it smelled amazing in there. And then mm-hmm. of course at the end we all had fresh bread and butter and they all oh, went yes. home with their little baker's hats and bakery little rulers. And I, they, we had a really nice little group of souvenirs from that bakery. But, um, I think our pro, probably our favorite field trip was going to all the missions in San Antonio. It was a big a full day mm-hmm. thing we did with the family. I mean, it was a vac- it was part of a vacation, but because we were doing that unit study, the kids really it was really interesting. And then my husband's quite the history buff, he was filling in all this information, just mm-hmm. interesting little tidbits about each one. And at the very last one, they had an interactive display which uh, the kids could were weaving and um like carding wool and weaving and the we Spent a long time there, but I know for one of my daughters, she just loved that, didn't want to leave. <laughs> she went through, <laughs> went through weaving, and so I think after that, we did probably more weaving at home than we had before, yeah. just with you know, pot homer older looms and things. But that was one of our favorites. And then going down to the beach, that you can <laughs> the state aquarium is a great place to go because then you can go to the beach afterwards. Yeah, yep. <laughs>
1: What about you, Jen? I know you have taken some international (laughs) things. Yes. I don't know if I can pick
3: a favorite. For years and years, we've done a thing called Friday Field Trip. And it's basically a field trip co-op where we get together with a bunch of friends. And that involves almost always is just hiking and nature field trips. And those, I just, I love, love, love nature field trips. So overall, those are my favorite things we do. But we've been on a ton of big trips with groups of homeschool families. One of them, they we've done a thing called our May trip for probably like seven or eight years now, where at the end of our co-op classes in May, we take the high school kids on a big trip based on whatever they were learning that year. So one of the ones I loved was we went to Mexico. We did a ancient mythology class, all different types of mythology and we did Mayan mythology as like six weeks of it I think and we went to Mexico with a group of a few adults and a whole bunch of teenagers and visited a bunch of Mayan ruins and it was an amazing trip but by far my most favorite was our 30 day US history trip that we did and that was the one I was just mentioning with a whole bunch of families and we went all the way from Texas all the way up to Canada along the east coast and we stopped at a billion different historical museums (laughs) monuments anything you can think of and it was just it was just an amazing experience and the kids you know, they I think it's been five years since we did that. They still talk about it. Even the ones we had younger siblings went on the trip to the ones that were little. They still, you know, say, oh, we've been there. I saw that. You know, we did that. So it had it, it just made a huge impression on all of us. I would love to do it again.
1: That's really cool. Um, we've never done anything like that. My favorite, absolute favorite field trips are always to museums. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I am a museum junkie. And I don't care what the topic is, but if it's a museum, I'm, I am I want to go there. <laughs> yeah, I love So we, and what's really nice is some places have free museum days. I don't know, remember the name of the museum in downtown Austin, but they have a free, I think it's like one Thursday a week, you can go for free. And I did a mom field trip, mm-hmm. uh, which we didn't talk about. You know, field trips don't have to even involve your kids. They can do for you as an educator. <laughs> um, and we did a mom field trip and that was Man, I could have stayed there for a lot longer than we were there. But, yeah, museums are my favorites.
0: Yeah, we've had some fun at museums. We always like to go to the Texas Memorial Museum when our kids were little and um – they have a big mosasaur skeleton mm-hmm. that was found in Onion Creek. And at the time, Onion Creek mm-hmm. was way back behind our house. And so, again, it was that whole thing with connections. And every time we went, they had different displays. Some were the same. I had a son who was all about minerals and rocks. And we'd spend a long time on that floor so he could really get a good look at all the different rocks. Another son is fascinated by all reptiles. We spent a long time looking at all those displays. And... um I love that there are so many options for museums. Almost anywhere you live, there's Mm -hmm. one Mm pretty close where you can, where you can go. And like you mentioned, there's usually. Sometimes there's a homeschool day or sometimes there's mm-hmm. a free day. Just kind of have to keep your eyes open and find those opportunities. Yeah. And speaking mm-hmm. about adult
3: field trips, they, they, the museums often have educator nights mm-hmm. and where the teachers can go and learn all about what the resources are at the museum and how to teach the things of the museum. So that's a really cool resource to use.
1: It really is. is. Um, Another thing about using museums or or like nature centers or whatever is a lot of times if you buy a membership to one of those facilities, they have reciprocal admission to places all across the country. So um, sometimes people don't want to spend the money to get a membership, like, say, to the nature center or, or the wildflower center. But you might be getting a lot more than just admission to that facility.
0: We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. When we get back, we'll discuss more about field trips.
1: Longtime listeners of our podcast know all about Transcript Maker, the online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts from the comfort of your own home. And it's really one of the best tools a homeschooling mom or dad can have. With the new year,
3: starting up every little thing that can save you time is well worth it
0: transcript maker really is a time saver it's easy to use you can access your transcript anytime and anywhere and it calculates your gpa for you and if you have any trouble they have a helpline to solve whatever your issue quick as they can
1: and transcript maker is also a money saver happy homeschooler podcast listeners can save 20 percent off the cost of their subscription with our exclusive coupon code happy that's h-a-p-p-y in all caps Transcript Maker is a time saver, it's a money saver, it's a worry saver.
0: It really is. So go to www.transcriptmaker.com and say no to stress this year.
1: Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts.
0: Welcome back to the podcast. In the first half, we talked a little bit about what a field trip is and how it might be different from a vacation and about why you would want to incorporate field trips in your home school. In the second half, we're going to give you some ideas for different field trips for different ages, uh, short trips, long trips, virtual trips, other kinds of field trips that you might not have thought about. So let's start off with field trips for different ages. Of course. When my kids were younger, any field trip we went to was for all different ages, but sometimes there are some field trips that are like more appropriate for an older kids and better for the younger kids. So mm-hmm. Did y'all have any that you like? Maybe the older ones didn't go with you and you just took your younger ones, or how did y'all approach that?
1: Uh, yeah, we always had to all go together. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, we knew yeah, that. That's a hard question for this group of parents here. <laughs> Yeah, really, think, yeah, really many, is. many kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that sometimes, you know, even though we all had to go together, sometimes the activities were more for um the younger kids. Yes. And the older kids found things to do. Or yeah. if it was for the older kids, I tried to figure out ahead of time, like, how could I incorporate the younger? Kids? Yes. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, my husband was uh, at work Providing for the school lunch program. I didn't have anybody <laughs> drop off somewhere. We had to go together.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. we did some trips where we went to an organ concert. So the older mm-hmm. ones were more able to sit and listen without distracting everybody else. But the youngest one had, I did end up, my husband sat in there with the older ones while I went outside and the little guys, you know, explored the grass and the plantings <laughs> and the yep. great outdoors because. They had a taste of it, and they were finished. But sometimes you do. do, When it's a field trip where the topic seems geared to the younger ones, my older ones were always helpful with
2: keeping up
0: with everyone. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like we went to Whole Foods. They used to have Captain Carrot, and we got a tour of the store, and it was a, a health and nutrition talk along with it. And that was fun for everybody, but it really was geared to the younger ones. But the older kids picked up on things about marketing and Mm -hmm. some of the other aspects that went way over the head of the little guys but I think in a homeschool group you generally do have all ages in there yes
3: yeah and I think as long as you're prepared for that like you said if you're going to something that's geared more towards older students like a museum you just make sure that you're going to have activities for the little guys to do uh, while they're there that's where those like you know scavenger hunts and things like that come in handy or, or having you know going with a friend on a field trip or another group of family on the field trip is great because then you can kind of divide and conquer and somebody can take care of little guys while older guys are doing something so that's been really helpful for me over
1: the years we have gone on a a really good point that you could have uh, have somebody take care of the younger kids while the other parent takes the older kids in that's a great point yeah because we tend to all go together all ages. But there's been very
3: few times where it's been where I've just taken a certain age group on a trip. But I have done that with uh, through our co-op and things. I take the high school students on field trips often where it's just the high school students. And I will say, like. I do appreciate those times where you can leave the little guys at home mm-hmm. for the the things that are geared towards the older kids. It makes it easier for sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. But
0: it's also really helpful as a mom with many children that span, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know, 20 years or something. It was really great when another family or a group would take the older children to go and on a field trip, do something. It just made it possible for them to get that experience where I knew it would be too much to take the little guys. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and then a lot of our listeners might be in a position uh, similar to what I'm in now or Jennifer, where I have an only child. So I have the luxury of planning a field trip that's really appropriate for his age. Just for him. Yes. Just for him. (laughs) And then Jennifer Jennifer has two teams now, right? So you don't have to consider little people um, no. necessarily when you're planning some field trips. Yeah, uh, and it's much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is great, you know, when you can uh, tailor a field trip to more specific interests. Yeah, uh, I think mm-hmm. you just
3: need to get more creative when you have mixed. Mm-hmm. Groups. It's very cool. think you do.
0: It is. And then also with the little ones, if you have little ones, you just take those little short field trips, mini yes. trips. Instead of a big, giant right. hullabaloo, you just mm-hmm. go do a really quick, short little thing. You go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's a short visit. Yeah, you go to your fire station. Tour.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We did that. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. That, that
1: was actually we the, first, that was the first field trip Liam did uh, when uh-huh. we were homeschooling, when he was in kindergarten. Yeah. Um, we went, on, went to the fire station. And um it was really fun because it was a mixed age group of kids, but the firefighters were asking questions and these homeschool kids knew so much. Uh, <laughs> <that> right. <laughs> the firefighters were like, Wow, this is a really knowledgeable group. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, the kids' so favorite fun. thing was climbing on the apparatus. And I have to say that it's kind of interesting because we do we're part of a lot of different things. So one of the things that Liam does is the healthy kids uh, race series. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times at the end of the season, the coordinators of the race will have like um, the paramedics come and they'll let the kids look at the ambulance or the firefighters. Right. Come. So those are pop-up field trips that we didn't even plan. And right. those happen all the time in unexpected places. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have a field trip pop up at your door, or you might have a field trip <laughs> pop up at the end of some event that you didn't even think was yes. a field trip. But one of the things I was gonna say about, you know, different ages is that museums are really pretty good about having a little kid's corner.
3: Yes, they and are. And mm-hmm.
1: so they even are. if you have a different, you know, variety of ages, you probably will find something that can keep yeah. you it's interest.
3: I agree. I do think there's a challenge um when you're taking a group of homeschool students on a field trip to uh like a program that you've signed up for. There's a challenge in that most places, museums and other programs that run uh field trip type things aren't used to accustomed to groups having different ages in them. So a lot of times their programs are set up for, you know, this is for fifth graders or or for a certain age. So sometimes it's a bit challenging to navigate that, but you just, you know, talk to the museums and explain explain to wherever you're going that this is a group with many parents are coming and there's gonna to be toddlers and there's gonna be fifth graders and it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just uh-huh. takes a little bit of explaining sometimes.
0: Right. Especially and sometimes it's that aspect of, you know, more parents and they're also yes. so you're expecting mm-hmm. a teacher and an aide and twenty kids. Right. Yeah. And so, but that is one reason why I did appreciate going with a group. Because if we had a, a few of older kids that wanted to stay and study one area more, another mm-hmm. mom could help with the other kiddos and right. go with them to another area. I mean, we were all watching out for each other's children in a mm-hmm. public
2: space. I love that.
0: We mm-hmm. just shared a few ideas for many trips, but you can also take a maxi trip, like a huge field trip. And so I'd like Jennifer to talk to that because. You and your family and your group have done some really amazing field trips.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've done ones. They're usually at least a week long, but the longest was 30 days. And they, we travel a lot and we try to make it cost effective. So we we tent camp most of the time on all of these trips. But it takes a lot of planning. I love planning. So I'm in on that all the
1: time. <laughs>
3: um, we plan ahead of time, and it's usually been through our co-op groups. So the students that are, are learning things that we're doing for the field trips later on are also involved in the planning of the trip. And if I'm raising for the trip, um, mm-hmm. they usually have to, you know, find jobs and raise money for their portion of the trip and things like that so we take the whole co-op year to plan and implement the trip so this year our class is going on and it's high school students we're going to costa rica in april
1: yeah we're
3: going to actually go volunteer at a animal rescue center in costa rica for a week wonderful um So a lot of our, you know, longer field trips are not, they're not like fancy hotels and things like that. We're going to be roughing it and hot and sweaty and working the whole time, but it's a great experience that we're looking for and and we've also been learning Spanish this year so part of the rescue group that we're going to we stay there in like dorms and at night they do Spanish lessons with us and then they'll also take us on some excursions into the local area and things like that so we'll be learning learning things we've talked about in class
1: and And all all the kids had to get passports, I would imagine. Yes,
3: yes. So. so we started talking about it last summer and we talked to the kids about where would you like to go and what would you like to learn about this year? So that was part of it. And they're doing a world history kind of program this year in their co-op classes. So we tied it in with that and with them doing Spanish lessons all year, which the kids wanted to do. So that was a good jumping point for to decide where we were going. And then we started looking for places that we thought we could go And We look for volunteer opportunities a lot on these trips I love that a lot of times it's in gardens and things because it's an easy way for us to help out but then move along to the next place but I actually follow a world schooling group for homeschoolers that travel around the world And one of the people that I've met through there went to this rescue center in Costa Rica with her family last year. So had followed like all of her pictures and what what it was like. And so Ah. I got in touch with her and got all the information from her and the kids
0: loved the idea. So then we
3: started planning. So I I was
0: just about to ask how you found out about that. So that's a good thing for people to know if they're interested to look for those kind of groups and find those ideas. And
3: ask people just like if you see somebody doing something and you're like, wow, that looks interesting. Ask them, ask mm-hmm. them how they did it, you know.
1: So um, what kind of animals are at the rescue? Like, are <laughs> it domestic animals, wild animals? No, it's wild animals that have been rescued. Ooh, so
3: they'll be native, native to Costa Rica area. So there will be sloths. Everyone's very excited. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, they rescue and release back into the wild
1: there. How great to be part of that. That's so cool. Yeah, we're
3: very excited. But yeah, so planning, obviously planning a big long trip takes a lot of work. But if you get people, if you have a good group of people you can do it with and you get them excited about it and you get like the teenagers are in on it and excited about it, then Mm -hmm. it makes all of that easier too.
0: Yeah. And then not only are they getting the field trip, but all the planning. They have so many good skills just to know how all what goes in, what's involved in planning a big trip like that with a group.
3: Yeah. And like one of the ones we did, the East Coast, the history one, the U.S. history one we did was all families. So it wasn't just the high school students. It was the whole family. Very few dads were able to go because we were gone 30 days. So mm-hmm. somebody did have to work. stay home and work most of the time. <laughs> so it was a, a whole bunch of moms and their whole families and went out for 30 days and did this. So it was also a great family bonding experience too, on top of all the educational stuff.
1: When we were first homeschooling, we had one car and I started off with four kids and then I got pregnant. And so it was really a big hassle to get the car to go do anything. Mm -hmm. So I realized that my kids watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood every afternoon and frequently Mr. Rogers took the kids on a field trip. Right. So I used a lot of virtual field trips at the time that we were stuck at home. Mm-hmm. And so virtual field trips, and I think a lot of people use them too. You know, yeah. when COVID, when COVID happened. But yeah, virtual yeah, field trips. Yeah, it up. Yeah, it can be really enjoyable, especially if you know what you're going to use, like, say, a trip to the crayon factory. You know, you can make sure that you have some new crayons or you can do an activity with crayons or, you know, right. whatever the virtual field trip you're going to do is. Just like a real field trip where you leave the house, you want to plan ahead for that. Right. So that you can involve, you know, this showing the video is okay. But if you show the video and you have activities to do. Mm-hmm. Then it, mm-hmm. it's more like, like yeah, take off school for the day and do your virtual field trip and make sure you have fun stuff to do and yeah. treat it like a real field trip.
3: Yeah. I love that. There's so many options for them now, too. And most museums have their own pages with virtual trips through the museums now. So you can visit really, you know, famous art museums and things online and see it all right there in front of you. And I love the idea of adding to it at home, too. That's great.
1: Well, otherwise, I think it's just, you know, watching a documentary, which Mm -hmm. has its place and it's interesting. Yeah, we like those, too. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're going to call it a field trip, I think you really need to, you know, pack a fun lunch have yeah, you know have I something that. special because you want it to be uh, something the kids anticipate you don't want them to be like mm-hmm. i don't want to watch that video we've Boring. used
3: them um, <laughs> we've used the virtual field trips for the purpose of anticipating actual trips we're going on too so before we go that's on a, a good trip, idea. we'll watch them so that the kids are familiar with what we're go- going oh, that's
0: to a see great and idea. things like that that's such <laughs> a good idea to do a like Look at the website, see where see where you're going before you go. Yeah, see, I you know find...
3: for me personally, I do that anyway. Like if I'm planning a trip for our family or for whatever, I always go and watch videos about where we're going and things before we go. So it answers a lot of questions I have ahead of time, but also raises questions that I might need answers to. That's, That's true. Boring.
0: Sometimes there's things to think about. I mean, most places are wheelchair accessible now or have ramps if you should need that. And some of them have right. other accommodations that they can make that you might want to know about or need to know about but mm-hmm. Like, I know when we had a family reunion once, the family member that was coordinating the reunion went to the local Chamber of Commerce to get some information. And I had not ever really thought about just going to see, like, Smart. as a tourist to my own mm-hmm. town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you find out about some things that you might not know are available. Right.
1: We're part of a group. We're not in the co-op portion of the group, but they open up their field trips to other people. And they were having a field trip to Wonder World Cave in San Marcos, Texas. And I, I have a lot of issues about going underground, things like that. And I I've thought, I don't know if I can go on this field trip. Mm-hmm. So we watched a video about it. And it had a lot uh-huh. of narrow things. And I was like, we're not going. Yeah. I can't go. Yeah. Like, somebody would have to and uh-huh. And he found it real interesting to watch the video. And then he was watching my face when I was, like, horrified. That's so funny. Horrified by the whole, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't uh-huh. do it. But at least, at least you got to
0: see what there was I'm, to see down in there. I had I this the same
3: experience. We went to Zion National Park, and my daughters wanted to hike Angels Landing, and I was thinking about doing it. And I watched the video.
1: <laughs> I was no longer Never thinking mind. about doing it. <laughs> so what what happens in Angels Landing? Like, are you going um, subterranean or something? No, it's a hike up. It's very, oh.
3: very, very high. Oh, very, Angel. very narrow. Angels oh, Landing. Yeah, oh. very narrow, very high, very dangerous slippery, all of that stuff. Um, and they, they ended up doing it, and I stayed at the bottom terrified the entire time they were doing it because I had watched <laughs> oh, that video. Oh, she knew. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so funny. So but
3: funny. they watched it, too, and it made them want to do it more. So.
1: wow. Well, that's a good plug like for go virtual trips. High. I just yeah. don't want to go under. I don't want to scuba dive. Yeah. I mean, okay, snorkeling. I'm near the surface scuba diving. You know. <laughs> No, no. Don't want to go underground? No. I'm not going to get in a submarine. But I would know happily, your limitation. Yeah, I would happily get in a hot air balloon. No problem. Happily ride a helicopter. But going underground? Mm-mm. No, not, not for this lady.
0: <laughs> uh, I think I'm with you there, but that's so funny. You know, when we first started homeschooling, we were part of a group of moms. Like it was it was kind of a field trip co-op, but it wasn't really very formal where we just, there were, I think there were nine of us. So we each mm-hmm. picked a month and we were responsible for planning a trip for our group of families for that month and mm-hmm. finding out all the information. And I think we all came up with a few ideas and decided. Look, Like that, like some people are not going to want to do this and try to agree on something that would be appealing to everybody. And that year, my kids and I got to go and do a lot of things that I wouldn't have thought of because somebody else was having some input into where we were going. So that's always a good way to find some places
1: to go and visit. The nice thing about having a a whole group go is it often makes the cost much lower, too. Yes. opens That's up right. more opportunities mm-hmm. so if you just wanted to go to a museum with your large family you might qualify as a field trip group But <laughs> you wouldn't get the same uh, perks and benefits as if you had a large group of people coming to do that activity you know, they, they'll give you more educational materials you'll get Uh, Sometimes every so many people get in for free, like the chaperones. There are all kinds of benefits of creating a group of people that are going to go on the field trip. The one thing about the field trip group co-op is that it's really good to have a planning meeting to set up the expectations. You know, you have to go on so many field trips and how the monies will be paid. The money is important, yeah. The money is really important. Yeah. Um, behavior expectations. Will the group all wear like a matching shirt so that mm-hmm. the, the place you would go to is like, yeah, they are a field trip group, not just a bunch of family. Right, right. right. There are some considerations, but once you get that set up and get that ball rolling, it really is fun. Like you said, Melody, different people have ideas about fun things to do that you wouldn't have thought of. Mm-hmm. And again, like we talked about in the first half, it just opens up a world to you that you might not have otherwise access.
3: Right. And if you're not a planner yourself, that's a great idea to join a field trip co-op mm-hmm. where somebody else is doing all that oh, work right. for you most of the time.
1: Yeah. And you just have to be right. sure to be a good group member and yes. you know, respond mm-hmm. in a timely mm-hmm. manner. Right. Pay your funds the way you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Pull your weight. And so if you're brand new to homeschooling and looking for something like that, most communities have a like a homeschool group where you can find in your local Facebook groups. But it doesn't hurt to just find some other people. You know, like at the library, we found friends at the library. Yeah. People, moms at the library, a lot of them were homeschoolers because they were there in the middle of the day with these older mm-hmm. children just to find people because so we kind of had a yeah. random like a sign-up list and we got to know those people and a lot of them became friends. So I highly recommend that. Some years we, we, like I had a new baby, so like maybe I couldn't be very involved, but mm-hmm. we, like Holly said, we got together at the beginning of the year and had planning meeting and so then everybody knew what was expected. Right.
3: I was just going to say that if you're not able to be a part of a field trip co-op or you just can't find one, just inviting one other family to go with you on a trip is nice and helpful and I think everybody has a good time when you have a friend along. As an adult, it's also nice to have another adult. Along with you, we've Mm -hmm. already mentioned like they can help with kids and things, but it's also nice, you know, when your kids run off and are playing and you're just there by yourself, it's nice to have other adults talk with and visit with and experience it with too.
1: That is so true. We went to the Children's Museum in um, New Braunfels Mm -hmm. and it's designed for the kids to be able to just run around and explore on their own. Right. And so my friend and I sat in this double rocking chair and we sat there and just, you know, visited while yeah. the kids ran around. They'd come yep. find us, tell us about something cool they were doing. <laughs> That's and some of my favorite. And I some and of more. Fruit. Yeah, it was, it's very enjoyable. And, and sometimes we take what I consider field trips with families that aren't homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of our friends who go to public school during spring break, They'll want to get together to do something. It's not always my favorite because oftentimes it's really crowded. Busy, right? Really busy, really crowded. But it's a, it's a time we can spend with some families doing educational things where they can't join us. During school days, because their kids are in different schools. Um, so you don't have to also limit your field trip ideas to only homeschoolers. Right. You can get together with family members or friends whose kids go to public or private or charter schools, and you can still create a field trip.
0: So, do we have some tips as experienced moms that we want to share with our listeners about hassle free field trips? Like, what are some things you do to make it as smooth as possible?
3: Definitely prepare the night before. <laughs> Oh yeah. Have have your lunches ready. You have your clothes ready. Just, you know, because usually field trips are, the schedule is different than your normal schedule. You know, you don't want to be running around in the morning trying to get everything pulled together. So try to get everything ready the day before. I know when I had my kids, all, all of them going on trips, we did wear matching colors. It was just easier for us to all have the same color on to find each other. Was that just your family or the whole group? Just my family, but then with groups, we also sometimes did that. Sometimes with groups, we had shirts, certain shirts we wore, but Mm -hmm. just when I I would go out with my eight children by myself to somewhere, I would make sure we were wearing the same general color so that I could find people easier.
1: That's a good point. I like to have my son wear something brightly colored Yeah, so I can find him as well. So, and you
0: also want to pay, uh, not to be a scaremonger, but you do want to pay attention to what your children are wearing that day. Like if mm-hmm. you're all wearing the same shirt, that's one mm-hmm. thing. But if they're not, just so like if something should happen, you know what they look like that day. You know, yes. sometimes in the rush, you're not paying attention to so-and-so's shirt. Is it a Star Wars shirt? Is it do you have a bluey shirt? What was he wearing? Hey, so, take a
1: picture when you all get picture. out to the car. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're on a the field trip and then you've got, you know, you've got a fun little picture, and then if you, if somebody, you know, is in a, an exhibit at the museum, and you don't know where they are, you can show, hey, this is the kid I'm looking for. Yeah,
0: right. have you have seen this kid. Well, I had a, I have a wanderer, or I did, and uh, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, I think always have like, a <laughs> keep an
0: eye on that one. So, <laughs> what are some other things? Water bottles, labels, you want to yes. make sure your names are everything. On everything. Labeled. We always had a package of wet wipes and a Paper towels in the car, changing clothes for your young ones, plastic
1: bags, what else? We always have
3: bottled waters and snacks in the car, just just in case. Mm -hmm. Snacks,
1: always there. Yeah, normally I keep an extra set of clothes in the car for me and Mm -hmm. my son, uh, and I try to change it based on the season. So um, if we get unexpectedly wet or dirty or something, Mm -hmm. we don't have to be uncomfortable and unhappy, you know, maybe an hour and a half drive home. We've got some extra clothes.
0: I love that idea. I wish I had done that one time for my craft activity. And I was mixing up the paint, like we had powdered paint that you mix the water. In, and I ended up when we opened the paint, it poofed all over me. So I had to spend the rest of my day with red paint all over me. <laughs> oh no! That's so <laughs> sure cold. An extra shirt.
1: What of the was, other things I it did? Was okay. <laughs> Is I keep I change things out based on the season. So in the summertime, mm-hmm. we always have some folding chairs, a blanket for the ground, yeah, towels, yeah. su- swimsuits, water shoes, so that um, if an opportunity yeah. comes up. We've got some stuff. You know, we're planning a field trip, so we'll know, oh, do we need to take binoculars? Right. Are we be looking at wildlife from afar? Do we yeah. need to bring containers to oh, put things yeah. in that we're going to collect? Yeah. I bought my son a pair of binoculars a few years ago when we were in Arizona, and they fold up and they have a string, so they go around his yeah. neck. Do you need a backpack or a belt bag? You know, something so you have hands-free. When we go on hikes, a lot of the parents have a bag that goes around their waist and it has a place to put two water bottles and a zipper place to put a little first aid kit and some snacks. We we went on a we went on a hike one time where we ended up getting somewhat lost mm-hmm. and a one mile hike turned into a four mile hike. Uh, yep. And we weren't as we weren't Whoa. as prepared. Uh. I ended up having to carry my son, but we did have snacks and we had some extra water, which I had carried. So it's really good to make sure you have some of those little rudimentary things. Right. And in your extra clothes, pack underwear. Kids often have an internal situation. (laughs) They got up too early. They had too much drink or not enough or whatever, you know, but you won't be, you won't be mad that you have those things with you. No.
3: Also, I'd say Here the a day database. before, check the weather, check mm-hmm. the weather, make sure you have the right clothing for the weather um, yeah. and the right shoes for what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. That's been a problem sometimes with my big household where somebody's in flip flops and somebody <laughs> doesn't have tennis shoes on or, yeah, so make checking shoes. And then if you have an infant, you mm-hmm. need to check ahead of time on a field trip if you can bring a stroller. If it's a stroller situation or not, um, and be prepared for what you're doing if you can't bring a stroller.
1: Another thing I would say is bring coins. We took our kids on a field trip to the zoo one time, and they had these machines where you could put a penny and flatten a penny, and it made a design on it. Mm -hmm. And they had these machines where you could make some wax animals. Mm -hmm. And so we had to find a place so we could get some money. So the kids could do these things. Um, so if you just bring, you know, like $1 bills and mm-hmm. quarters, and a lot of these machines do use um, debit cards or, or credit cards now, but some of them, you still going to need some coins. And mm-hmm. so if you bring some of those, you will be able to uh, make your kids very happy when they want to squish a penny sky. or, you know, and, and also figure that people are going to want souvenirs. My son wants a souvenir. Yeah. He either has to bring some money or we have to have budgeted ahead of time if we're going to get uh-huh. souvenirs or explain well before the trip why you're not going to get souvenirs. Right. <laughs> you're having your kids be really upset because they had an expectation and yeah. then it's not being met. That's no fun. For right. You the that
3: kids. is important, especially when you're with a group because some some of the kids will be buying things mm-hmm. and so it's important to, to talk about ahead of time.
1: Yeah, cause, and especially the younger the kid, the right. harder
3: it is.
0: Well, you especially want to end on a high note and not mm-hmm. go home sad about right. One small, <laughs> trip.
1: Right, and if <laughs> you're going a to a I really did. well-known place, so I've heard of people who go to, uh, like, say, Disney World or Disneyland, Lego Museum or Lego mm-hmm. uh, Legoland. The thrift store has a lot of stuff you can buy ahead of time. My My kid likes shirts. So mm-hmm. when we went to the we went to Galveston one time I had bought a shirt at the thrift store cuz you know nobody wears them for very long and I was like yeah. hey I got you a shirt you didn't care where it came from
2: Right. Oh. That's, that's <laughs> he was super happy. <laughs> that's you know right no idea.
1: Your yes. kids aren't going to care if their Mickey Mouse ears came from the thrift store. Right. Pack it into your luggage and be like hey when we when we go here's some ears you can wear. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to Help your kid have that experience of those fun things, but not spend those huge retail dollars to do it. Before we go today, we want to leave you with a few reminders. The registration
3: deadline for the March 11th SAT test is February 10th. Late registration is on February 28th. Expect us to remind you about this a few more times as we get closer to those
1: deadlines. Don't forget, you can save 20% off the cost of your transcript maker subscription with our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps.
3: If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Happy Homeschool Pod. You can reach us through email at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com.
1: Next time, we'll be discussing the Charlotte Mason method of homeschooling. Thank you for listening today. I'm Melody. I'm Holly. I'm Jennifer. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling!
0: Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Jennifer Jones and Holly Williams-Erbaugh. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. I'm your host, Melody. I'm your co-host, I'm your- Jennifer. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just at Holly. I'm sorry. So we should just start.
2: Over. Yeah. yeah. Start up. <laughs> <laughs>